Hello, I'm Erica. Welcome to Horizon at Home. I expected the year 2020 to be a year where we had clear vision, where it was very clear where we were headed and what was coming next. You know, 2020 vision, that we would see clearly in front of us what was coming next. I had this hope for our family. Um, Chris and I are celebrating 10 years of marriage this year, and, and we had this good, clear vision of how we were going to celebrate 10 years. We were going to go on a trip, just the two of us, and enjoy some time together, eating at local places at the place we were going to visit, doing things that we love, running in the mornings. Um, that did not happen <laughs> this year because 2020 hasn't been the year of good, clear vision, of knowing exactly what was coming next. 2020 instead has been a year where we have been surrounded by fog. This, this fog where we can't see what, what is coming next. I looked up the definition of fog this week, and it's a thick cloud that's suspended in the atmosphere that obscures or restricts visibility. You know, you think you know what's coming next, but then this fog sort of descends upon you and you can't see what's in front of you. It obscures or restricts your ability, your visibility to see what it is in front of you and what is coming next. Um, I don't know what that fog might be for you, but I feel like a lot of us are living in, in this time. We just brought a newborn home two weeks ago, and we, we don't exactly know what, what to do, right? Like, we're, in the, we're living in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. How do we keep this child safe? How do we surround ourselves with community, which we think is extremely important when you bring home a newborn? What's safe? What's not safe? How do we live? What is it we say yes to? What is it that we say no to in this season? Things just feel really foggy and hazy. Maybe some of you feel this way too. It reminded me of a time in my life where we were actually surrounded by fog. You see, the day after Christmas in 2016, we got a phone call and we were asked if we would be interested in adopting our son who was in Panama City, Florida. And so Chris and I got in the car in Nashville, Tennessee. We had just a few hours to get from Nashville, Tennessee to Panama City, Florida. We threw some things in the Jeep and we took off to Panama City, Florida. And when we crossed over the, the state line in Florida, this thick, dense fog surrounded us that obscured and restricted our visibility. We couldn't see much more than 10 or 15 feet ahead of us. And, and when you come from Nashville to Panama City, the, the roads, you get off the interstate at, at some point and you're on these back roads in the middle of Florida. And we had, we had no idea where we were. And I said, Chris, what are we gonna do? We, can't, we can barely see in front of us. And Chris said, I'm just gonna trust the yellow line and the white line to be our anchor and to guide us to that hotel. We're just gonna, we're just gonna hang tightly between the yellow line and the white line. I remember us praying, like, God, just get us to the hotel safely. And late at night, after, well after midnight, we finally arrived safely at the hotel. We got up the next morning to go and meet our son, David, and the fog had cleared and we were headed to the hospital. And, and as I'm handed David, this newborn baby, suddenly I remembered the, the, the feeling of that fog, sort of being afraid and, and scared of, of what was coming next. I, I was holding this precious new life, but I had no idea what to do with that. He would cry and I had no idea exactly why he was crying. Was he, was he dirty? Was he hungry? Was he, I, I didn't even know. It was just this fog where I couldn't see clearly. And I remember having to pray that prayer again. God, can you just be our anchor? Can you just help us to be tethered, connected to you? 
And, and this verse kept coming up as, as we dealt with sort of that fogginess. It's found in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. We have hope in Jesus as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. I've leaned back on this verse a lot in the last six months, that we have this hope in Jesus that's firm and secure. You see, I, I don't know about you all, but this is what I've done in this season is I've, I've taken my life and I've connected it to all kinds of other anchors, hoping that they would keep me firm and secure. I, I, if I could just find the right job and make the right amount of money, then I'll be firm and secure. I don't have to worry about not being able to see 10 or 15 feet in front of us. At, at Horizon, you know, I had this vision for, for what our church was going to do and who we were going to be. I felt like God had been clear about what it is that we needed to do next. And here in about the middle of March, we, we've moved to this online format, and I've, I've wanted to trust everything else. But this is what I've had to do. I've had to connect our life and our church and our vision to Jesus because that's where our hope is that's firm and secure. It's not in the amount of money we make. It's not in the amount of likes that we have on Facebook or Instagram. Maybe some of you have, have felt this way too. You, you're in a job and you're not exactly sure what's going to happen in the next month or two. Is, is your life completely connected to your job as your hope and your firmness and your security? Or is it connected to Jesus? Where's your soul actually connected? That's a question I've had to ask myself. Is your soul connected to your finances? It, it, it only matters how much I make. That's the only way I'm going to feel hope and firmness and security is in my finances. Maybe some of you have found yourself hooking your life to, to alcohol or drugs or something that's numbing you, gambling. I don't know what it is. You've connected your life to that because it, it, it gives you firmness and security and hope. It's the only way you can figure out how to find some kind of amount of security, even if your life feels like it's completely out of control. What is it that you've connected your life to right now that's not really offering you that firmness and security because Jesus is the anchor of hope for our soul. Jesus is going to be the only thing that offers you the hope that your soul is so thirsty for. I found it in my own life over the past six months. Every single time I've connected my life to something else, Jesus has reminded me, I'm the hope, Erica. I'm the hope. And I've had to disconnect myself from, from all the things, from achievement and money and, and security and all of those things, and I've had to connect myself back to Jesus. Maybe some of you need to do that this morning too. You found yourself connecting to all kinds of other things, and you recognize that your anchor of hope you're, you're not connected to the anchor of hope. Your soul is not connected to the anchor of hope. This is what I offer you this morning. Jesus will be that hope. You'll be offered a firmness and a security that finances, that, that alcohol, that drugs, that, that your job, that your membership in the right things, that, that all of those things will never, ever be able to offer you. What does it look like for you to connect to Jesus and disconnect this morning from all of the things that rob us actually from the joy and firmness and security that we are longing for. This morning, I, I, I want to stop right in the middle of this and just pray for us. 
for those of us who feel like we're disconnected from Jesus and, and who've connected to all kinds of other things, I just want to pray for us right now that we will connect to the anchor of hope in Jesus. God, for every person this morning who, like me, finds themselves connecting themselves to every other anchor but Jesus, I pray this morning, God, that we will disconnect from those things and connect our lives to the anchor of hope that we find only in and through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for that anchor. And we ask you, God, to use us to be people who offer that to the world. Because, amen, because this is, what, this is what happens. Jesus is the anchor of hope for our soul, but Jesus is the anchor of hope for the souls of the people in our community. Right now, as we speak, we are giving out bags with $3.75 a quarter with laundry detergent and with softener. And you're like, what does that have to do with the hope of Jesus? See, there are people in our community who are experiencing homelessness because of some of the... It, uh, things to do with coronavirus. They've not had a place to wash their clothes. And this morning in, in hotels in Tampa, Florida, we are handing out gallon Ziploc bags so people can wash a load of their clothes because they've been, they've been surrounded in this fog of, let's just be honest, folks, they've been surrounded in this fog of sort of stinkiness and, and, and sweat and, and all the things that Florida heat brings, right? And they just want clean clothes. And so it's, it's really easy to hand them a piece of paper that has the verse of Hebrew. Hebrews 6, 19 on it. Jesus can be your anchor of, of hope. But what we've done is we've put that verse in a bag with some laundry detergent and some softener and some quarters. And we've said, here's your hope. Here's some clean clothes that you may feel fresh, that, that God may remove that fog from your life for just a little bit, that Jesus may be your anchor of hope. And you all, Horizon, you've been a part of offering that anchor of hope to the souls of people in our community. Because we know that when we offer this anchor of hope to the community, that we're not just offering it to their souls but that we offer it to their bodies and that Jesus does what only Jesus can do and he offers hope to the deepest the deepest parts of their souls that they can disconnect from the things that they they've hoped would find they find firmness and security and they can hook their lives up to the anchor of hope who are the people in your life that are living in a fog and they just need you to, to say to them, folks I know that, that that Jesus can be the anchor of hope for the soul that that for your soul, what does it look like for you to say that to somebody else today? Does it mean giving them a, a bag with $3.75 and laundry detergent and softener? Or does it mean writing them a note? Does it mean calling out that, that you've recognized their pattern of, of being too dependent on alcohol or something else? What does it look like for you today to offer the anchor of hope? Offer the anchor of hope to the souls in our community, to the people who are right around you. And then trust and pray that Jesus will do what only Jesus can do and offer the, the depth of hope to their soul. Jesus is the anchor of hope for the souls in our world. Turn on the news, folks. You can see clearly that the fog that we've been living in, especially as white people, is being lifted. And we can see clearly now that things are not okay. There is racial injustice, there is racial unrest among us because we have connected ourselves and our lives and our firmness and our security to too many things, to, to our, our bottom line, to, to, to too many things. And we need to connect ourselves to Jesus, who's the anchor of hope. I'm reminded of, of those days after Jesus died and was resurrected. I'm reminded of the people who followed Jesus, who lived in a world that was chaotic and who, who didn't really want them spreading this message of freedom and hope to the world. 
I'm reminded that, that things were foggy for them, that things were not very clear, that their vision was restricted and obscure. They didn't know what was going to happen the next day, but they knew that this Jesus that they had followed for three years wanted to offer freedom and hope still to the world. Folks, we are people who believe in a Jesus who wants to offer freedom and hope to the world. Jesus being our anchor doesn't mean we're tethered to some ball weight that we're having to carry along with us. It means that we are anchored to hope, a hope that rises and offers new possibilities and a new day to all people all over the world. What does it mean for us to figure out how to, with our hands and our feet, to be people who are joining in a message that says Jesus is the anchor of hope for the souls in our world. Offering freedom and hope to people who've, who've been denied that for far too long. What does it mean for us to say black lives do matter? What does it mean for us to say we believe that because Jesus is the anchor of hope? Jesus is the one who offers us freedom when everyone else is trying to back us up into the corner of a wall. This morning, I hope you can hear us, hear us say, hear, hear Jesus say that we have hope in Jesus as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. Jesus is the anchor of hope for our souls, for the souls in our community, and for the souls in our world. And God is dependent on you to, to put your life, anchor your life in him, and to share that with a world who desperately needs to know about this anchor of hope. Folks, my prayer for you this week is that you will shine light and ignite change, offering the anchor of hope to a world who's lived in the fog for way too long. Amen.